Hello, friend. Welcome back to Meg Living Inside Out. This is episode 11 of our series on friendship. Trauma dumping. A man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear? Proverbs 18:14. Ooh, this topic is personal. Um, and I, I basically talked myself into recording this episode, so I have no one else to blame but me, but okay, here we go. So trauma dumping, there are appropriate and good times to trauma dump, and there are inappropriate and selfish times to trauma dump. And I have been privy to many of them. I have initiated many of them. And, um, a, a healthy trauma dump. Um, and, and let's, let's define our terms here. Um, when I use that phrase, um, which I only recently heard, but it just kind of clicked immediately for me. It's when you feel safe enough with someone to just go deep with them and be super vulnerable about this thing that is fresh and raw and it's just bleeding out of you and thank god for all the people who have listened to me over the years i would not be where i am without them and without god's grace sustaining them so um trauma dumping is good when the person across from you has the emotional energy to go deep with you. Um, and something that I have learned is to just ask, is this a good time? Do you have energy for me to go deep on something? Um, and asking permission has been an absolute game changer in just respecting other people respecting whatever emotional energy they have available for them that day and maybe their maybe their emotional budget is full for that day or maybe they're already emotionally spent and they don't have anything what have you um so learning to ask permission is number 1 highly recommend because even if the person enthusiastically says yes it gives you that much more peace going in that they are able that they are ready able and willing to hear what you're about to share um there have been a lot of times where i've trauma dumped and i've done it because i had words in my head and i was trying to make sense of what I had experienced and the words just needed to come out my mouth and I needed somebody there to just be present and hear me hear my own words that's part of why I started vlogging on YouTube and I, I in hindsight I don't recommend this for you <laughs> going forward um but you know having the the digital the digital camera there being the listening ear and the non-judgmental 
listening ear for the record. Um, although <laughs> if you upload it and you get comments, that is not always guaranteed that it will not be not judgmental. So it might benefit you just to record yourself talking about whatever it is that needs to come out your mouth so that you can process what it is you are trying to understand. And we have to be very thoughtful about what comes out our mouth because, and I don't want to overemphasize this, and there are some charismatics who completely blow this out of proportion, but at the same time, we, oh gosh, what's the verse? Hang on, I have to look up a verse. Okay, I am in John 14, and I'm going to read verse 25 through 31. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer touch, talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. I want you to notice that phrase at the end, he has no claim on me. And that is in reference to the ruler of this world. Jesus is the only person who ever lived who could say that because he was both fully God and fully man. He was sinless. We are not sinless. And because of that, Jesus had to die on the cross to ransom us from our sins by his blood. We were under legal, spiritual law. We were property of the enemy. We were under the rule and authority of the ruler of this world. But because we have been ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord, we are free. And we walk in that blood by repenting. That's a very important part. If trauma dumping leads to you leads you to repent and you say, I was wrong in this instance and I had a bad attitude here and the Holy Spirit is just showing me that that motive that I had back there was totally, totally inappropriate. That, that is when trauma dumping leads to healing and freedom is when you go into it and and you look for things that you can repent of. Not to feel guilty for things that are not your responsibility. Um, or, also, and not the tangent that you have to repent every single time. You don't. But maybe, like, I ha I've had a lot of car accidents. And the first time I had a car accident, it was deeply traumatizing to me. And I, I had to talk it out. And bless that sweet girl at, at that college in Pennsylvania that just listened to me talk. Like, thank you, Lord, for her. I have no idea what she looks like, her name, but, like, I will thank her and hug her on the other side. And God gave her grace for me in that moment. Um, 
And sometimes it helps to just talk things out and figure out, oh, XYZ was that person's responsibility and they failed that. And that's why I'm feeling this way because I am experiencing the result and the repercussions of their sin and their failure to do something they should have done or their initiative to do something they shouldn't have done. So with that clarification, when we trauma dump, to get back to the original point, we need to be very careful with our words to not give the enemy an opportunity to have a claim on us. Be careful with your words, y'all. That's, that's all I have to say. There was one time where I went off about a certain person, and I said, I hate XYZ person, and I was very forceful with it. I said multiple times, y'all, I had a suicidal moment and attack like I had not had in a while up to that point and I recognized it was because I let the enemy have a claim on me because I held bitterness and resentment and hatred towards that person and I had to text blast my people and ask for prayer and I had two phone calls that night praise the lord like I my my backup came through but also I learned my lesson and I don't talk like that anymore under any circumstances I'm very careful to not give the enemy a claim on me. He's, he's done enough. And he is going to go to jail for eternity. And I do not need to give him anything that I can, can and should give and submit to the Holy Spirit. To Jesus Christ, God the Father. So, Jesus purchased me, purchased me with his blood. I owe him everything. I can't hold back. He says, jump. I say, how high? And that's not, that's not a slavery thing. That's a, Jesus loves me so much. I want to love him back. And my love back for him can never reciprocate his love for me. And I'm, I'm just going to try as hard as I can. And then I'm going to, when I get tired of trying, I'm going to rest in his love and then try again tomorrow. So, my point is be careful with your words. And that was a very important tangent I had about looking for things to repent of during your trauma dumps or looking for things where, you know, asking the Holy Spirit to show you what went wrong here, who was responsible for what, what should I have done differently, what should they have done differently. And something that's super, super helpful to me and I am just going to speak from my personal experience um, and I have read the entire word of God and as far as I can tell this is in this experience is in submission to the word of God so hear what I'm saying and if it smells funky to you I'm I'm sorry just keep on rolling with me all right so I was Oh gosh, probably like 19, maybe 20 at the time. And I was on the phone with my mom. And my mom asked me what the first trauma I had had, if I remembered what it was. And I knew exactly what it was. I had drawn pictures about it. I had thought about it. 
I'd had a panic attack about it at five years old. Before I knew what a panic attack was, I didn't even know then that that was a panic attack. It took me until I was in my mid-twenties to find out that that was a panic attack. I digress. So I told my mom the story, which for the sake of time, I'm going to leave out of here. Leave out of this episode. And we did something together and we prayed. And we asked God to show us how he felt about that moment and how he felt about what happened. Now, I believe in the sovereignty of God. And the scripture says that he guides the heart of the king like streams of water in the palm of his hand. And that's in the book of Proverbs. And so he has control over all the things that everybody does. And at the same time, we have complete free will to where we are responsible for our choices and decisions. One of the best examples that I can think of this spirit that shows this spiritual principle is the story of Pharaoh. Initially, it says that Pharaoh hardened his heart towards the Jews. And then later on, it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It was both. And so both God's sovereignty and God's free will are very much at play in God is not the creator of evil, but he allows it by his sovereign hand. And he only does that knowing that he will. And I'm thinking about a story I saw on social media today about a young woman who is very grieved that she took a lot of testosterone. And, and I know, I know that God has an incredible plan of redemption for people who are struggling with the effects of the destruction that the enemy has wrought on these little ones. Let me tell you, friend, God has not forgotten you. You are not worthless. You are so valuable to him and you are precious. And God will place you in a community where you are loved and you are accepted and where your wounds are treasured. Not in a glorification way, not in a this is your identity way, but in a we accept what has happened to you. We accept the choices that you made in part with that and we grieve with you and we will join you in hoping. We will hope for you that God will redeem this in your life. So, we asked God to show me where he was in that moment of my trauma and how he felt about it. And knowing, and he showed me, and knowing how he felt how sad he felt about that gave me comfort and it gave me healing. There were two things that happened after that day that profoundly changed who I was. One, 
I had been trying to read a book, a trinity, a trilogy of books by Francis Schaeffer. Now, I remember maybe two or three things from the books themselves. So, you know, you remember what's, you remember what's supposed to stick with you and you, you don't worry about the rest. Um, but I had been trying to read this book and I had gotten 50 pages in. And I would have to read a paragraph, read a page, and then reread it two or three times and underline it with pencil to just get through the page. And I'd gotten 50 pages in and I was tired and I just couldn't keep going. After I, I prayed and asked God to show me how he felt about what happened to me, and I felt healed from that, because I was healed from that, I was able to read that book through to the end without rereading pages, without underlining with pencil. That was the first thing. The second thing that happened was I was able to socialize with guys. It was like a switch flipped and I was just able to be comfortable. Like before, I just had this massive fur coat of fear of just like, don't touch me. I need to be at least three feet away at all times. Like, you know, shoulders tense, neck bristled, eyebrows furrowed. Like it was, oh Lord, God has been good to me. It, it surprises me how far I've come sometimes. And it's very funny to tell these stories to you because I've never shared them before. And, um, you know, most of my YouTube channel journey was sharing what I was experiencing in the moment. And here I am farther along from that, sharing what was before that. So it's all, it's all coming full circle and it's very beautiful. Both of those milestones had a very deep, empowering effect on my heart and my soul. Not that I ever didn't get nervous around guys ever again. I, I did. But um, uh, a year after that, I moved to Florida and I was able to have a conversation with a guy at the church cafe. And I sat there in the chair and and I don't even know how to explain, but there was a confidence that God gave me where I sat in my chair and I leaned back and I asked him questions to basically let him prove himself to me. And it was embarrassing. He was not a respectable man and not even to be friends with. And I did not give him the time of day after that. And because I was comfortable being around men, <laughs> wow, that sounds so weird by itself, moving on, um, because I was comfortable being around guys, interacting with them, having conversations, <laughs> for the most part, um, you know, speaking up for yourself in a bad situation is always hard, and it takes practice, and getting practiced and experienced at that is not something you can take a course for, so... That's an entirely different conversation. But I was able to interact with this young man, recognize that he was full of hot air, and go about my life and not worry about it. 
I kind of regretted the hour that I wasted that I wouldn't get back. But, you know, I mean, that's just par for the course. So, (sighs) there's a couple other things I want to talk about trauma dumping. Number one, sometimes you bond over trauma dumping. So, I share my wounds, you share your wounds. This can be healthy. Um, This can be an instant friendship. Um, But the challenge is that you're... It can be a good start to a friendship. But for both of you to grow, you have to encourage each other on to live beyond your trauma. Your identity is not in what you have been through. Maybe it is at the time. But for you to grow and mature, it can't stay in what you've experienced and been through. You know, I I recognize that I am in a place of a, a very great fullness of healing. I wouldn't say that I'm entirely healed because there's definitely times where I cringe and I twinge and I remember things that hurt and I have regrets and I am still a sinner, but I would say I'm in a healthy place. I'm in a very healthy, balanced place. And so in this place of deep fullness of healing, my identity is that I am a child of God. Anything that is temporary, and by temporary, I mean this life, that is too short to be my identity. Let me see if I have... I need to read you something. Hang on. I sent this text to a friend, and I want to read it to you. If a circumstance is short-term enough to only matter on this side of heaven, it should not be my identity. My identity is not that I'm a victim of childhood neglect. My identity is not that I'm a victim of physical and verbal and emotional abuse. My identity is not that I am an idolater. My identity is not that I am a thief or a coveter. My identity is not that I am a fear-mongering attention hog. My identity is not even that I am a survivor of these things. My identity is that I am made in the image of God and I am redeemed as his adopted daughter by the blood of Jesus Christ. Period. That will be a Twitter thread, which will probably be posted by the time this podcast comes up. I'm currently recording this in May, and I plan on posting that the end of this month, um, before June gets here, and all of that fun identity conversation with the lost people of the pagan rainbow. So, um, your journey matters, but do not make your journey your identity. God and your journey towards him and your relationship with him and who he reveals you to be in him, that is your identity. If this podcast has given you something to think about, something you need to work through and process, I would encourage you to visit the link in the description inversedream.com slash podcast slash friendship. 
there will be a web form there that will connect you with a digital mentor who wants to help and encourage you in your walk with Christ. This is not a professional counselor, simply a Christian who wants to encourage you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Meg. I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Father God, please be with your children who have listened to this podcast. Thank you for bringing them this far. Please comfort them for the things that they regret. Please comfort them for the way that they've been sinned against. Please comfort them that you are worth pursuing and you are holding their hand even now as they are resting in you and walk forward towards the plans that you have for them. Please remind them that you are with them. I ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. And please help them to walk in repentance and so that they know and feel close to you. Not emotional, ooey-gooey closeness, but that, that trust that comes from knowing we're good and I've repented of everything that I know to repent of right now and I'm going to walk forward in the joy of the Lord and tomorrow I'm going to try again. I ask that you would be with them and that you would remind them that you are with them. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen.